turning our attention again to Colossians chapter 1, Paul here has been uh, inviting the Colossians to have a large view of Jesus, to recognize his glory in, the, in him dwelling the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and also uh, helping them to understand that they are complete in him. And that involves taking, again, a large view of who Christ is. Uh, and, and so with Paul having that in mind, we've been making our way through chapter 1. And I'm going to go ahead and start reading uh, from verse 9, but we're going to really look at verse uh, 11 ultimately here today in, in, in our view. And so Paul writing, And so from the day we heard, in other words, that they had received the gospel and the grace of God was at work in them, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom, and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And we looked at that last time. And in verse 11, we continue, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, and he'll go on. But there's quite a bit right there, just in that little bit here we're going to focus on in verse 11. Again, notice here, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. Uh, one of the beautiful benefits of being a believer is that the call to follow Jesus, the invitation to live a life that reflects his work in us, reflects his glory, um, demonstrates uh, a, a genuinely changed life, all of these things that come with being a believer um, are not done in our own strength. On the one hand, sure, we make a choice not to walk in sin, but we don't make that choice devoid of the power of the Holy Spirit. When temptation comes upon us, we choose not to take a second look, but to turn away, but not apart from the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. This is all part of the work that the Holy Spirit does inside of the life of a believer, uh, bringing to the surface things that need to be changed, strengthening in times when there's uh, the opportunity to stumble and fall, uh, the developing of the new nature within us that we have in a practical sense, uh, in a uh, maybe better to say it, a positional sense, we have a new nature that has been given to us in Christ. But ultimately, uh, day after day, as we are sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit, we find ourselves living a life for Jesus that is lived both by cognizant, conscious choice to, to do so, but also being given strength to do so by the Holy Spirit. And as we look again at the passage, Paul here speaks of this idea of a believer being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. In other words, again, not just our own strength, but through his glorious might. The relationship of a believer with uh, both the Father and the Son and also in the Holy Spirit uh, is one that bears fruit. And it bears fruit ultimately to the glory of God, which is to say that as God works within us, he begins to make us more and more like Jesus because this is what honors him ultimately. We're trophies of his grace. We are those who have been taken from darkness to light, uh, from death to life, and ultimately he is about the work of sort of chiseling away those things that are reflective of the old life and so honestly, uh, so often still seem to unshackle us and, and, and keep us bound. He breaks those things open. He releases us to live a life for him that brings him honor and glory and helps us to walk further and further away from those things that, um, that wouldn't do so. And, and, and again, frankly, would trip us up and cause us to stumble and fall and experience the discouragement that the flesh so often, well, always brings. 
rather than the joy of the victory in Christ that we have to walk with him. And so Paul is praying for them. He says he does not stop to pray, uh, stop praying for them. He doesn't cease. Pray that they would, as we said last time, grow in the knowledge of the will of God and such. And here, praying that they would be strengthened. Well, remember, this is the Holy Spirit praying. This is the Holy Spirit's desire ultimately being expressed through Paul's writings. Um, Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is revealing the heart of God toward believers in, in what he would hope uh, that we would seek after becoming, but also uh, letting us know that we have the strength in him to walk in these ways. We're not alone. We're not left to our own devices and our own strength, but rather we're invited to lean upon him and his glorious might to give us the capacity to be strengthened with all power. Um, you know, it's uh, in John's gospel, um, where it speaks of the Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth. He'll teach us all things. Um, what's in view there has to do with the idea of spiritual growth in Christ, of growing to maturity, of learning those things that ultimately deepen our understanding of our faith and therefore would drive us and, and lead us deeper into a walk by faith with him day after day, leaning on him, getting to know him. Well, there's something very similar at play here as the Holy Spirit uh, the power of God is at work within us to strengthen us in, with, with the power of his might, with all power, uh, uh, for all endurance and patience with joy. Again, the Christian life is one that is not devoid of challenges, temptations, struggles, trials, um, opportunities to fail and to fall. But the strength of God is at work within us to help us to press through those things, to walk in a way that uh, that we don't trip on them. Even as it says in the Proverbs, where it speaks about the idea of don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right, but uh, essentially to continue to press straight forward ahead, not being distracted or pulled away uh, by the things that would so easily seek to do so. In Hebrews, the author talks about the sin that so easily besets us. Um, but here Paul is talking about the idea of walking in strength as we walk with him. Uh, the idea of patience and endurance, or patient endurance, is the idea of pressing on, continuing to move forward, as, as Paul would say in Philippians, uh, pressing on toward the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, this is something that we do as a privilege and a pleasure and an excitement and an adventure as we walk with Jesus. Um, it's unfortunate when we, uh, when we sort of allow our Christian faith to simply be one of going to church, doing a few minutes of a devotional in the morning, and then just sort of going about our day untouched and unchanged by the Lord as we spend that time with him, per se. Instead, we're invited here to learn of him and to grow deeper in our relationship with him so that it might ultimately bear fruit, that we might walk in a way that's pleasing to him, and that we also might experience the joy that comes with growing in him. This is part and parcel of the Christian life. Now, I, by the way, I was a churchgoer, um, just to kind of put some flesh and blood to this. I mean, I was a churchgoer for the better part of my life, all the way up until I was about 22. I guess I can look at it now and realize I've been walking with Christ longer in my life than I wasn't before. And so I'm thankful for that. But I do still remember what it was like to be just sort of religious, going to church, going through the motions. It was kind of an obligation. Uh, I can't say I hated it or anything like that, but it wasn't really something that I really saw as anything more than just what it was, going to church and you'd hear a service and you would um, you would take communion and you would go out to breakfast afterward and that kind of thing. Um, but there was never any power to change. There was never any uh, real 
connection with the Lord. There's no relationship there other than just my practice of going to church. And I say that to my own shame. I'm not blaming anybody else for that. I'm just simply saying that's the way it was for me. And so the idea of, of walking, uh, increasing in the knowledge of God, bearing fruit in every good work, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, these were not things that were familiar to me. This was not something that I was used to walking in. I had no knowledge of, really, uh, until I actually met Jesus, until I had actually come to put my trust in him and surrender my life to him. I became his. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that that commitment was on full par with what Paul talks about, how we were bought as a price, therefore I'll glorify God in my body. Well, that is my ideal goal and intention. And at that particular point, I'm not sure I really understood fully what that meant. But to the best of my ability, I just handed myself over to the Lord and, and, and gave myself to him and asked him to work in me and to work through me. Well, as years went by, I began to understand what that meant. I began to experience what it was like to walk in victory over areas of sin in my life. I began to understand uh, what it meant to patiently press on, to endure hardships and trials, uh, of which the Lord allowed many into my life to help me grow um, and, to, and to develop and cultivate my trust in him, my, uh, my, my understanding that I needed to lean on him every day, that there wasn't going to come a day when suddenly I've got this handled and I can do it on my own now. But no, it's just a constant growing in that knowledge that I always need his strength and his glorious might to ultimately help me to win uh, that battle over sin, that battle over temptation, to ultimately live a life that blesses him. And I wish I could say I was 100% all the time, but clearly that's not the case. You know, whether it's in my thought life, having to bring those things in and rein them in, or whether it's just the outward activities where I, or the outward uh, flesh just coming out, whether I'm frustrated in a moment or something like that, where I don't experience the power of God over those things. Sadly, those things still happen. But the norm is to desire and to begin more and more to experience these things. And that's what Paul is praying for the Colossian believers. Now, as we mentioned along the way a couple of times, it does not appear that Paul had met them other than a few like Epaphras and such, but he didn't really know the body there personally like he did the Philippians or the Corinthians or something like this or the Thessalonians. Uh, instead, he is just simply praying this for them because this is what all believers would do well to focus on, to surrender ourselves to, to avail ourselves to, as the Holy Spirit seeks to work in us. Uh, this is a generally true prayer for all believers. This is something all of us can benefit from seeing answered in our lives. And so I would just commend that we all, you and I both, not just you, but me too, that we continue to pray these very things for ourselves and for one another, by the way, as we're part of the body of Christ. But to ask God to let these things be true in us, to work them out in us, to cause us to uh, be willing day after day to invite this kind of work into our lives. That we too, like Paul says, would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Imagine being strengthened with all power. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up as a Star Trek and, or Star, Star Wars uh, you know, fan watching the movies and you think of power in the force. That's silly. No, that's not what we're talking about at all. Power over temptation in our lives. Power to walk a life free of those kinds of encumbrances uh, in him. Uh, free to experience victory and, and the joy and the peace that come from knowing that we're walking in a way that, that pleases him. Um, that is the power we want to pray for. Um, sure, is there something going on in our lives, a particularly uh, focused trial that we're going through? 
Absolutely, we want to see God's glorious power working within us in that. And so we ask him to give that to us. As a matter of fact, just to close on this thought of prayer, you know, the way Jesus invited us to pray is to be persistent. Knock, please knock and keep knock, knocking. Ask, please ask. Uh, seek, please seek, and you'll find in such. Uh, he invited us to pray uh, to God like a loving father, not just as a being that's all-powerful out in the cosmos somewhere, but as a loving father who is all too willing to give a good thing to his children when we ask. And so when we come before him with these desires on our heart, Father, I want to please you. I want to live a life that is free from the things that, is, that are pulling me down, these sins that are so easily besetting me and keeping me from running free of, of the weight of these things to just run full on and run this race with the intention of, of pleasing you and winning, as it were. Father, that's what I want. Well, you know, when we ask these things according to his will, which it is clearly his will, it's right here in the scripture, uh, we can know that we have these things. We can know his desire to answer will be ultimately uh, accomplished. He'll not hold back and say, well, I don't want you to walk in the strength of my glorious might. No, instead he does want us to. And so we should ask. But in asking, be willing and ready to let him do the things that he wants to do in answering that. There may be something in your life or in my life that he wants to address and he wants to deal with. And because that thing is holding us back from seeing this, uh, the fruit of this come to pass, he may kind of prick that and want to remove it. Don't fight that. Let him have that, that you might be free from it to just experience his power in your life fully. Um, I think I'm just going to stop there. And we'll pick it up and continue uh, in, a, in a future podcast as we make our way through this letter. But Father, we just want to come before you and thank you that your desire is for us to become more like Jesus. That, Lord, you want us to experience the peace and the freedom of walking in a way that we know is pleasing you, one that is unencumbered by the sin that would so easily beset us. That, Father, we would be willing to let go of those things that you want us to let go, that we might be free of the bondage that keeps us from running in a full sprint or even from walking in a consistent way. Father, we thank you that your love for us is such that you very clearly instruct us in the kinds of things we should pray for and ask for, and that you remind us, not only in, uh, in, in Jesus' straightforward explanation of your love for us as a father, but even, Father, throughout the scripture, we see the way that you work in the lives of those who seek you honestly and openly. And so help us to be among that number, and that, Father, we wouldn't be pretentious, we wouldn't be hypocritical, but as best as we can, we would just lay ourselves bare before you and just say, Lord, take all of me and give me the ability to stand, to walk, to run. We love you, Lord, and we thank you and praise you. And we just ask that, Father, you'd work in us and let our lives bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you want to reach out and you have comments or would like to um, engage in some conversation, interaction back and forth, please feel free to do that. You can comment on our YouTube uh, channel where you might be watching this video right now, just in the comments below. You can also um, uh, go to my personal website at parsonspad.com and you can comment there. You can email me there. You can also email me from our church website at calvarychapelfranklin.com and uh, certainly hope you'll continue to join in as we go through the Word of God. We're studying 
the letter of the Colossians. Periodically, we're going through uh, little by little the Gospel of Mark. And then, of course, we talk about other things as well. We talk about prophecy or we share devotionals or various other topical things, too, that we try to speak to from a biblical perspective. So um, my hope is that uh, you'll continue to watch and that this will be some kind of a blessing to you. So um, until next time, uh, just continue to walk with the Lord and, and ask him to work in your life in such a way where you can just live a life that is fully pleasing to him in his strength, in his power, for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.